welcome in everybody to the time where I speak like I have a job in radio. This is Sad Times. My name is Kevin. I'm your host. For those of you who have not listened to Sad Times before, here's a quick primer. Uh, Sad Times is a show in which people come on. They tell stories about times that they went through really difficult periods of their lives, times that they were upset, sad, angry, and how they reacted to it and how the people around them reacted to it. And the goal here is not to diagnose or solve or even judge the problems. It's just to let the person tell their story so that you at home or in the car or wherever it is that you're listening to this are able to say, hey, I've gone through that too and maybe feel a little bit less alone. We hope it's had times that by having these generous people with their stories come on that people will feel a little less alone and then hopefully maybe open up and speak about stuff that they've been going through as well. So that's kind of the show. Uh, before we get to our wonderful guest this week, looks like Brent got us another angry sponsor. So I'm just going to read what the what the, the sponsor is, the actual rules of gameplay for the board game Monopoly. Okay. All right. And the ad copy says, hey, prick. Take that money out of the middle and maybe read the instructions for once in your fucking life. If you did, the game would go pretty quickly. And then maybe you could shut up about how long your games are taking. We tried to tell you. We fucking tried. Jesus. No. Yeah, Brent. I, let's have a talk maybe off the air about the, the sponsors that you're getting. Yeah, They're they just pay, they pay. That, hey, God damn it. We're not going to have the moral compass argument again, Brent. Okay. I'm sorry for anybody who had to hear Brent's voice uh, that I'm, I did too. So anyway, moving on from the very angry sponsor, let's get to this week's wonderful guest. Her name is Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. I'm so sorry about all the cursing and the Monopoly thing. I wasn't prepared <laughs> for that. I just get handed this stuff right as I sit down by Brent. He never <laughs> prepares anything for me. So I'm sorry about that. That's that's all right. That's all right. I mean, I've been known to to curse a few times playing Monopoly. So. Oh yeah, are you a Monopoly fan at all? Um, so I haven't actually played like the original Monopoly in a while, but I do really enjoy the Mario Monopoly version that I have been playing with my son. So. And let me <laughs> just say this: um, Have you? Have you? Did you and your son have you seen the Super Mario Brothers movie? Oh yeah, we oh. went opening day. Wasn't it wonderful? Or it I was, liked it. It was pretty great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that your son is a Mario fan. I'm a huge Mario fan. It gave me all <laughs> sorts of good feelings. Uh, I actually wrote a song about somebody that was a lot like that song that Bowser sings about Princess Peach. So that was nice. <laughs> so, um, Sarah, you and I uh, have known each other for nigh on seven, coming up on 17 years now. We That's lived crazy. together in a crazy little house with former Sad Times guest and all-around poop face, Aaron, in 2006. <laughs> he doesn't have a poop face. <laughs> oh, no, he just acts like it. Uh, <laughs> 2006, 2007 in Richmond, Virginia, and we were on children's theater tours, and you and I did not talk a lot because you, uh, we were loud and annoying, and you would be like, good lord, and you would go back to your room, and you would watch uh, the brand new hit television sensation, Grey's Anatomy. Which is still on air, by the way. Yeah. So I think that that can just speak to its wonderfulness. <laughs> Wait, do you still watch that show? Um, You know what? I do. I'm committed. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it until it goes off the air. 
that show has lasted longer than a lot of marriages I know of. So, oh uh, yeah, I mean, goddamn. Well, I'm glad to hear that some. I mean, somebody has to still be watching if it's still on the air, um, right? Yeah, but yeah. So we lived together no, in that house. I believe house. I believe I was the only female in the house as well. At that time, you were. Uh, and, yeah, and we were. It's not like we were. We were loud and obnoxious. I mean, we hosted a party called the Blissful Drinking Shit Fuck. That was a five day party <laughs> over Thanksgiving. I think you were mercifully for you gone for that because it yeah, was it Thanksgiving gone. break. <laughs> but you and I became friends more in the spring and summer. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, let let's just say a really kind thing about Sarah here, and we, we're probably going to talk about it some more later. Um, I reconnected with Sarah, oh gosh, year, year and a half ago, and Sarah has just continued to reach out and offer um, some of the the expertise that she has in, in a lot of fields, and uh, I just have to call out your, your just intense, and intense is not the right word, your immense, thank you, uh, immense kindness, uh, you're such a kind and thoughtful person, so I look forward to hearing your story today. Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to sharing it. Awesome. So- well, let's start with the saddest of all days, Christmas Eve. <laughs> right. Now, you you and I, we, we spoke about this a little bit before, but tell us what was going on kind of with you leading up to Christmas Eve and kind of what happened on Christmas Eve because of that. Uh, the, of 2020, yeah. let's be clear. Sorry. Yeah. Of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that year, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2020. Um, yeah. So, I mean, everybody knows what what happened in 2020. (laughs) We don't have to, you know, go into that. I I thankfully wasn't dealing with any kind of COVID related um, (laughs) issues. Um, But around October of 2020, um, I was diagnosed with the UTI. um, And, you know, obviously very common for for women. Um, But I was... I was pretty stubborn in the fact that I didn't want to um, just go and get, um, you know, antibiotics mm-hmm. because I was like, no, I can, you know, I can fix this on my own. You know, it's taking like oregano oil um, capsules and, uh, you oregano know, cranberry oil juice capsules. And, yeah. Okay, oregano oil um, is like an, is, is like a natural. Um, Direct. Uh, like yeah like and like i don't know it, it's like it kills the bacteria basically gotcha okay um yeah so anyway this is what google told me mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> dr google mm-hmm. um so i was doing you know all of these um you know like natural ways um to to get rid of this and i thought i had succeeded because um i was feeling much better yeah and i didn't really have any symptoms so i was like yes I did this <laughs> without having to go to the doctor to get antibiotics. This section of the show um, paid for by Big Oregano. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I thought I had, you know, successfully cured myself um, and kind of fast forward. So that was October. Fast forward to like beginning of December. I was at a neighbor's child's their their child's birthday party and I kind of I was just like wasn't feeling good like I just kind of felt like I had like a um a low-grade fever Mm -hmm. um and this was like around like December like 8th I want to say um and so I was like okay we know 
I came home, you know, went, went to bed, got some, got some sleep and, um, you know, just kind of felt better, uh, in the morning. So didn't really think anything of it. And then, so continued on, um, a couple more weeks and it's now December 23rd and mm-hmm. we're making Christmas cookies. I had all of my, you know, all of my friends over and their kids and we're all making Christmas cookies, um, together. And I just like, I just don't feel good. Like I have this, um, pain in kind of my, the left lower side of my back. Um, okay. that's not like sharp or anything. It's just like, it's just kind of, kind of there and a then, dull like, ache maybe Is yeah that... dull ache constant mm-hmm. um would be uh, the words i would use to describe that feeling <laughs> and i was just like what what is going on i just didn't have like a lot of energy and yeah so it was just like okay like this is just weird um so go to go to bed that night wake up on christmas eve and i have a fever and you still have that pain in your side as well. I still have the pain in my side. And then I also now kind of have more of the, the pain with the urination, you know, like classic UTI symptom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so I'm like, Oh shit. Um, so of course, you know, Christmas Eve can't really get into my primary doctor and it's at, of course, you know, height of COVID. So all of the urgent cares are completely booked. Um, with as so much go, with as much as we, sorry, we didn't really know about COVID at that time. Were you also afraid that you might have COVID and um, because you had the fever? I was never afraid of COVID. No? Yeah, no, okay. I was never afraid of that. No. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know why. I just was like, I just, that, I was never, um, yeah, I was just never, I, I didn't think that I had it and I wasn't scared about getting it. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, w- I did go to urgent care. Um, my husband and my son were, were on their way out the door to like play this um, community neighborhood, like flag football game oh. on Christmas Eve. So I had to miss that, unfortunately. <laughs> and I went and drove myself to urgent care and uh, got there and the lady's like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be like a three hour wait. And I'm like, oh, great. So I was like, well, can I at least wait in my car? Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, yeah, sure. Wait, wait in your car. You know, that's better for us better, you know, and this is still like people still, you know, I'm in Florida, by the way. I'm sorry. Just so people know. Yeah, I'm in Florida. And so, you know, people obviously were still like coming in to the urgent care, you know, without masks or, mm-hmm. you know, with the mask and it wasn't, you know, properly worn. Or right. So, I mean, I just like, I was following like, you know, just good health, you know, rules or whatever. So I had, you know, my mask on. So I was like, well, at least if I can wait in my car, I don't have to, you know, wear this thing. Um, and so she's like, yeah, wait in your car. So I fill out the paperwork. I go wait in my car and my husband, um, luckily was able to get me a teledoc appointment while I'm waiting in the car. So I'm talking with this guy and he's like, you know, it sounds like, um, the UTI has maybe spread to the kidney. Um, he's like, I really recommend you go to the ER because you need antibiotics, um, through an IV so that they get into your blood like immediately. 
And uh, I was like, no, can't you just prescribe me some oral antibiotics? Yeah. I mean, Christmas you know, Eve. At this point, you're... at this point, I'm like, yeah, okay, now I'll take the antibiotics. Yeah, right. Yeah, now, now, okay, this part not paid for by Big Oregano. Uh, but it's Christmas Eve. You're already missing the flag football game, which, by the way, I hope that when your your husband, which what a wonderful thing and kind thing for him to do to to get that telehealth visit. But I, I, I'm afraid that when he was getting that telehealth visit, some little eight year old community kid got sacked in the flag football game because he didn't he didn't block appropriately. But now you call him and you say, we have to go to the ER on Christmas Eve. Um, no. So I still wasn't there oh, yet. Okay. <laughs> still being kind of stubborn. I was like, no, I will take the, I will take the oral antibiotics now, but I don't want to go to the ER. <laughs> um, so he's like, okay, I'll prescribe you the oral antibiotics. But my, like, just so you know, my recommendation is that you do go to the ER. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, I will go fill this prescription. I'm going to take the oral antibiotics. And if I don't feel good, uh, you know, in a couple of hours, then, then I will go (laughs) to the ER. So I get home and I'm like, I am not feeling good at this point. Like I feel like death. I still have, I have a fever. Um, I can like, I have no energy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take these oral antibiotics and I'm going to lay down for like an hour and just see how I feel um, after. And so I wake, you know, I kind of, I don't really even sleep just because I just feel like total shit. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just like laying there in bed and I just start to feel a way that I've never felt in my entire life. And I can't really explain it other than the fact that I knew I needed to get to the hospital. It was like, my intuition was like, motherfucker. (laughs) I don't know how many more signs you need from us, but you need to go to the hospital. And so I finally listened and, um, I, you know, I came out and I told my husband, I'm like, we need to go right now. Like wow. we need to go to the ER right now. Um, and I was like, and if you can't drive me there right now, then we need to call 911 and I need to get an ambulance and go. <laughs> oh my God. What was his um, reaction to that? He must've been terrified. He was super terrified. Yeah. Um, yeah, he probably, we, we, he probably has like some definite, like some trauma from that experience that I probably need to clear for him. At huh. <laughs> but, well, he um, could email yeah, sad times KC at gmail.com and be a guest yeah. on the show. <laughs> yes, yes. So we luckily we had, I just, you know, we have like the best neighbors. And so, um, we, we sent our son over to our neighbor's house they were watching him and this is like Christmas Eve, mind you, this is like, you know, when families are like just together, it's not like, Oh, you know, can Bennett come over for a play date, you know, type of thing, but mm-hmm. they're, they were great. And they watched him and we went to the ER and we got there and I was just, I mean, when, I mean, when we got there, I couldn't even walk. They had to, you know, they had to bring out a wheelchair And, you know, of course, everyone's thinking that I do have COVID, right? Because that's what everyone (laughs) is coming into the ER with. And, you know, and I'm like, I know I don't, I definitely don't have COVID. Um, I didn't know what it was. Could have had that rare kidney COVID. Right. Yeah. (laughs) The the kidney kind. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we get all checked in in the ER and, you know, that's, that's a 
you know, I'm just like sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. I can just like feel myself just, I don't know. It was just like, I just knew that I needed some sort of like, I I mean, I guess I just knew that I needed to get an IV, like to be hooked up to an IV to get these antibiotics going because like, I just kept feeling like worse and worse and worse and worse. Was it like an overwhelming weakness along with the pain? Yeah. And I think it was just like, also scared. I was so scared because I've never, the only time I've been in the hospital in my entire life was when I did deliver my son. Okay. And so I've never been, wow. you know, I've never been into the hospital. I don't, I mean, like I've never had anything um, health wise, like really wrong with me. Um, so I was just like, I didn't just, I just didn't know what was going on because I never felt that way. So I was already, you know, looking back, of course, now I know this, like I was in a, I was in a stress response. I was, I was in fight or flight, <laughs> ah, you know? And yes. so it was just like, it, it, I just, I just knew that um, it just, it wasn't going to turn out well for me if, you- if I didn't get if I didn't get in there like quickly. So, well, with COVID, with everything, with it being Christmas Eve, how long did it take you to get back and, um, you know, start getting the, getting seen and treated? Um, I can't, you know, I can't say for sure, but I want to say it was probably about an hour. Okay. Which doesn't sound too bad, you know, but it's plenty long if you are feeling the way that you're feeling. Yeah. It was way, way long for me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we get back there and of course the nurses, like they, they see people come in with like, you know, their legs cut off and like, you know, they're like, you know, bleeding all over the place. So like me, I get back and they're just like, oh, you know, can you go, you know, pee in this cup so we can get a sample? And I'm just like, what are you like asking me to do right now? Like, I can't even like stand up on my own yeah (laughs) you know and of course they're just like oh yeah you know (laughs) just go be in the cup (laughs) so yeah so anyway i i don't know how but i willed myself out of the wheelchair to do that and um then came back and they're like okay you know we'll have that we'll have that sample back from the lab soon and we're gonna go ahead and um I don't know if they started the IV right away or if they had to wait for the sample. I honestly don't remember. It's okay. like kind of all blurry. But anyway, I, I did get hooked up to, um, you know, to the IV uh, with the antibiotics finally and um, started to feel much better, like immediately. Um, so that was, you know, that was good. And then, of course, you know, the big thing was like, okay, am I going to have to stay in the ER overnight? Um, <laughs> and miss Christmas morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with my, with my son, he was, he was six at the time. Oh um, God, he was only six. Yeah. Oh, what did, I mean, how do you tell him? I, you know, I'm not feeling well. I have to go to the doctor real fast. Like when you, when you drop him off at the neighbors, I'm, I'm sure that was just a painfully, awfully hard conversation to have. Yeah, I didn't have it with him. It was my husband. Gotcha. Um, okay. Because I was just like, I, I just, I just remember telling him we got to go now. And I got in the car and I just sat there 
and because I had had no energy to do anything else. So he was the one, my husband was the one that was like, okay, like, you know, we're going to go over here. It's, it was just our next door neighbor too. So it was mm-hmm. right across, like just right beside of us. So I didn't have, I wasn't the one that had that conversation, but I think that he was fine with it because like, he's just like, oh, cool. I get to go play like at a friend's house. Like, I don't think he really knew the severity of it. Yeah. Um, Whenever I want Brent to leave me alone, I just tell him to go play at a friend's (laughs) house and he stops asking questions. Yeah, exactly. So you're, it works you're, really good. You were starting. So now, one other quick question: Was your husband able to come back with you, or were the COVID restrictions such that he could not be back there with you? Yeah, no this this was Florida, so oh, he was able to come I'm back. Sorry, my fault. Uh, I forgot about that. Okay, so he, at least you had him back there, and at you least get I had him back there. The yeah, IV antibiotics, so and it's it's really starting to f- kinda, feeling better. We're Good. just like chilling out, you know. We're just like waiting, and so and the doctor comes in, and he like you know has me sit up, and he like taps you know the spot on my back, like my lower back. He's like tap tap tap, and I'm like, oh my god, that fucking hurts. And he's Ooh. like, oh yeah, he's like that's your kidney. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Don't do that again or I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it looks like you have a kidney infection. Um, so the UTI, you know, the, the UTI, I guess, I think what had, what is, what happened is those are the best that I can, um, you know, figure it out. Looking back on it is that I didn't really get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like the original UTI back in, in October and the bacteria, I think I got rid of some of it, but I didn't get rid of all of it. And so I think the bacteria then just kind of was inside of me, um, you know, for a couple of months, just like growing and growing and growing. And then of course it like moved from, um, you know, the bladder or urinary tract into like up into the kidney. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened. And so, yeah, so we're just kind of sitting there and the doctor's super nice. Like I really did. Like, I'm grateful that I did have this doctor. Like he was very, very, um, kind and, um, like was, was like very good at explaining things that were going on. Um, so I appreciated that. And he's like, yeah, I think we're going to be able to get you out of here. We just, like, I think they had to give me like two rounds of IV, so we had to wait for that. And, and then he was like, you know, of course they did some, some, they took blood and did all of these things. And, um, anyway, long story short, they did end up discharging me. That on Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve. Yeah. Did he we hit your kidney probably. anymore? No. Okay. That's he good. Did not. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Thank God. Um, yeah. So we, they did end up discharging me. And we went home. It was probably like, I don't know, eight o'clock at night. So we were home. We got our son and I just went straight to bed. Like, I think, you know, I think I said hi to him, my son. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, you know, go to bed. Santa's did, coming, you know, all of a sudden. You did know, you say the there was no room in the inn and that's why you were back <laughs> home? Sorry, I've been working hard to get that one in there. <laughs> oh my goodness and i bet he was like okay oh mom so good to see you. oh god santa's coming okay yep i'm gonna go to bed yeah i mean he is again still i think and i think that's what it was you know looking back um the silver lining was he was so distracted by christmas 
and by, you know, Santa coming and by the presence that he just, he didn't, I don't think he really knew how bad I was feeling. Yeah. Um, which I'm glad I'm grateful for. Cause I don't, I don't want him to, right. or I wouldn't have wanted him to know, you know, all, all of it. So, um, so yeah, like he went to bed. Um, I didn't sleep. I was still in a lot of pain. Um, even though I was feeling a whole lot better. Um, and so it's now Christmas day and Praise I get a call be. from the hospital that I need to come back, come back to the hospital. Yeah. They were like, um, Ms. Hansen, we got your results from your blood test. Uh, you need to come back in for, um, more antibiotics is what they said on the voicemail. They just said like, you need to come back in for more antibiotics. But they didn't, I mean, I mean, obviously more antibiotics suggest further infection, but they didn't specify why you needed to come in that day on the voice. No, gotcha. No, it was like, and it was, it wasn't any kind of like, you need to get here now. There was no urgency in it. Like, you know, it was just like, you need to come back, you know, for more antibiotics. And I'm like, okay, so we were able to do Christmas morning. um, You're a fucking trooper. Yeah, I was just like sitting there on the couch. I was just like, I was just like trying to like, I'm like, okay, like we don't do like a whole lot of Christmas presents for, for him. And Mm -hmm. so I'm glad like, you know, I didn't have to sit there for like, you know, too long. Um, Was there any, was any of his gift, was it a kidney shaped stress ball by any chance? No, but he did get, we did get him a a mini trampoline, one of those mini, you Uh know, mini trampolines that year. And he was like, mommy, Come jump on it with me. I was like, <laughs> mommy, mommy can't do that right now. <laughs> I was like, let me see you jump on it. Yeah, you show me how to do it. And maybe in three yeah. to seven days, I will also join you. So you yeah. you you were able to have your Christmas morning, which is great. You went yeah, back we had in Christmas morning. to the ER so, yeah. that day. So they so so now my husband and my son. Um, drive me to the hospital again mm-hmm. and kind of drop me off. Um, <laughs> and like, it's, it was just like the weirdest thing. Like, I, you know, they drop me off, I get out and I'm like, you know, waving to them and they're like, okay, see you in a few hours. And I'm like, okay. And so I go in and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm here for some, you know, some more antibiotics. I got this voicemail, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, okay. And they start like checking me in. And they're like, okay, well, um, we're going to go ahead and admit you. What? And I was like, uh, wait, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no I'm not no, missing no. boxing just, day. Just here, just here for the more antibiotic part. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what the, you know, what you think I'm here for. And they're like, no, we have to admit you. Why? The infections in your blood. Holy so I was, shit. I was, yeah, I was septic at that point. Now, um, I, it, now, my sister is not a doctor, but I do know that septic is not good. Yes. And I didn't know how not good it was <laughs> until, like, they basically had to, like, explain it to me. <laughs> okay. And so, basically, layman's terms, being septic means you could die. Yes. Yeah. Sepsis is when the inflection gets into your bloodstream. And so obviously then it's just being carried out throughout your whole body. Oh God. Um, and yeah, and it's not good. And and lots of like, it's, 
uh, a lot of people, you know, unfortunately don't, um, don't make it, uh, when that happens because, uh, it's, you know, it's just like, you know, when it gets in your bloodstream and it's in, it's in your whole body, then, I mean, there's not a lot that, that the doctors can do. Right. Um, so again, I still, I'd like, I still wasn't getting all of this. I was just like, no. And they're like, no, we're admitting you. Um, and I was just like, okay. And so I call, like, I get back, of course they can't like, you know, get me to my room right away. So they put me in a, in a, another part of the ER, mm. I guess like the part where <laughs> it's like, you have two different parts of the ER, it's like, you know, just like the normal part. And then it's the part where they're going to like, then put you into the real hospital. It's like you're, you're um, stuck in processing. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, pro- I, was being, I was being processed. <laughs> Um, so while this, while all of that's going on, you know, of course, all the doctors are going to, you know, they're like, oh, you gotta, you know, run a CT and, you know, they're doing like all of these other things. Um, and I'm like, this is unnecessary. Uh, you know, because I'm still just like not getting it. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, like, I look back now and I'm like, wow, <laughs> 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 you were very, very stubborn and adamant that. Yeah, but I mean, yes, it sounds like you might have been, but I would have been probably the same way if I didn't fully understand what was happening and I've been taken away from my family on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and I'm being told that I have to stay here through Boxing Day at least. Yes, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So did they finally explain to you the severity of the situation? They did. They finally did. And, you know, the doctor was just like, based on your numbers, like your, you know, your, your lab results and everything that I'm looking at on paper, I don't understand how you're up, like being able to like kind of walk around. Cause I was walking around at that point. He's like, you, you shouldn't be like this. That's <laughs> not something like, you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'm really healthy, you know? And that's all I can yeah. Say. By the <laughs> way, I brought some say. oregano. Yeah. I'm like, I'm <laughs> I'm like a really healthy person, <laughs> uh, except for this whole sepsis thing that I have going on, <laughs> apparently. Right. Other than that, I'm great. Um, so yeah, so he's like, you, we have to, we have to like treat you. Um, so yeah, so I call my husband and I'm like, hey, hey, um, How's trampoline? coming home in a couple hours. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Stay in the hospital for a couple days, and he's like, of course, freaking out. Um, yeah, and so like, I just I totally miss Christmas. I got to see the 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 presents being open now, but I mean, I miss Christmas. I miss we had gotten you know steaks. We were doing we were we were grilling out steaks for dinner that night. Oh, that sounds nice. You know, my husband had to let grill his one steak. Oh God! And I was like <laughs> all the alone. Saddest, the sad, yeah, <laughs> just because my my son he he won't eat like anything that we eat. He's a really picky eater. But hey, I yeah, was too. So he's like, you know, he's eating Christmas dinner by himself. Oh and, God! Uh, so I don't mean to call your credibility into question here, Sarah. But just be <laughs> honest with me because I haven't read the book. Is this the plot to Skipping Christmas by John Grisham? <laughs> I mean, if you if you. Had that desire, this would probably be yeah. a good way to go about doing it. 
Uh, obviously, no, I'm just kidding. So your 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 poor husband, your poor son, they they spend Christmas night alone. How long were you in the hospital? Um, so I went, I you know, I was admitted on the 25th, and then I was discharged on the 28th. Wow, three days. Yeah, and by yeah. and okay, so obviously, you know, what started out as a pretty uh, routine medical issue that a lot of people uh, struggle with, unfortunately, it moved to to your kidney and got worse, and. Thankfully, um, you were able to get in and um, get the antibiotics and then once go back and then get treated for that very serious um, septic condition. I think that yeah. that that had to and we're going to come back to that in a moment about how that I, I, I can't imagine how that would change one's perspective. But, you know, one of the things that I've taken away from this first part of the story is that you are such a um, just it, it seems to me just a kind, committed mom. Let's just let's just go through it here. You're making Christmas cookies. There was a um, flag football game. Um, you had a trampoline for your son. You were able to be there on Christmas morning so that he could have a normal Christmas morning. So this is a huge credit to you because I complain about Christmas and I think I have a kidney infection. I just hate Christmas. So. <laughs> But it's clear then that you probably um, had a pretty strong uh, motherly uh, presence when you were when you were young as well uh, with your with your mom. Now, um, and it it, so kudos to you for all that you were able to do with this very real life threatening situation. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But I know that um, when you were young, you did lose your mom. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, she passed away um, before my 10th birthday. So I was nine. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, how, I mean, if you if you care to share, like how, did you, do you have siblings? Yeah. So okay. I have two brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the middle. Okay. We're all, we're all two years apart. <laughs> I'm just like, that was. <laughs> I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Right, well, <laughs> Apparently they did. Apparently yeah. my parents did. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we're all two years apart. I'm in the middle. And yeah, he, um, she passed away September 28th of 93. Mm. Um, and then my birthday's in October. My birthday's October 25th. So it was right before my 10th birthday. Wow. So... Uh, now you're you are um, left as one of three, and your dad is is kind of he, he has three kids, two years apart. Yeah. So like yep. eleven, nine, and seven approximately, and right, how, like the the emotional trauma, I, I just cannot begin to understand. How did it affect your family? Yeah, it was um, it was hard, and you know, at the time, obviously, I didn't understand it like I do now but um yeah I mean we went through a lot of challenging times just um you know my dad was just doing the best that he could um grieving you know and and having this loss and um you know I think we were just we were just all doing the best that we could um but yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely hard. Um, it was hard being the only girl God, yeah. <laughs> in the house. And the middle child, right? <laughs> yeah. And the middle child. And I looked so much like my mom, like I have her hair, I have her, 
you know, complexion, like out of all of us, like I looked like my mom. So people would, I feel like whenever they would see me, they would just get like, they would see her, you know what I mean? So it was like, I was like, I felt like I was a constant reminder of the fact that she wasn't here anymore. Did that, did you feel Um, a weird sense of guilt about that? Um, I don't, I don't feel like I ever felt guilt. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So your dad is, I knew I did have a very, like, I I remember having an awareness that when people would look at me, they would, they would see her. That uh, guilt or no, that, that is, that's pretty heavy awareness for a nine, 10, 11, 12 year old, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so your dad is raising the three of you and then, um, you guys obviously went through extremely challenging times. I mean, the strength your father had to have alone just to raise three kids after losing his spouse is, is to me monumental. And then, uh, he met your stepmom, right? Yep. Yeah. And so we were, it was just the four of us for a short time. Well, not a short time, I think it was four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he did end up meeting somebody and um, remarrying, and that all happened when I was fourteen, uh, in the in the throes of of puberty and hormones and all. The, were you, you know, were you resistant at first um, to having at first? Her? I was really excited. Oh, um, good. Yeah, because I was like, oh, finally, and because she, she had a daughter, and I mean. She was obviously much younger. Her daughter was three at the time. So we were like 10 years apart, basically. Um, But yeah, I was just like excited that um, there, you know, there was going to be like a female presence in in the family again. Um, So yeah, I uh, I was excited, um, you know, but as, as all families, uh, you know, that, that go through, you know, either any, any kind of like death or divorce or anything like that. Um, we had, you know, it was then a whole new set of challenges, (laughs) you know, with, with, um, with her, uh, and her daughter being there and being, you know, in the family now, because obviously things are, are different and, um, you know, but by now we're all teenagers. And so it was just, uh, it was, it was hard. It was, it was a whole new different set of challenges, um, and, and hard times. (laughs) But having her there, did that, did that help you? Did it help guide you as a family unit to maybe seek uh, different types of support that maybe you hadn't had yet? Um, yeah, I think, I think so. Um, I, I don't, I don't really remember a lot of like, a lot of like my teenage years. Like, so, so basically like he remarried when I was 14. So, um, it was eighth grade. So I only really, really had, um, you know, four years of, you know, of school left. And then Mm. I left for college. Um, and so, yeah, I just like, I, I just remember, um, like it kind of just felt like she would like helped my dad come back to life a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, which was good. Um, 
And so like things for me, I felt like improved, but then obviously there was just like still a lot of just like family dynamics that, that were still um, challenging, like with my brothers and, and understandable. And, yeah. Yeah. But you know, to this day now, I, you have a great relationship with your dad and mm-hmm. um, obviously mm-hmm. you, as we talked about at the beginning, you had a pretty crazy life changing experience um, right around Chris on Christmas of 2020. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what kind of tell us about a couple months after that and kind of what you, uh, how it kind of changed some other stuff in your life as well. Yeah. So, um, after, after I got out of the hospital and, and 2021, uh, you know, came, came about, um, I met a friend, I had, or she was my friend and we, um, we kind of met up one day and she was just like, um, do you want to go jewelry shopping? And I'm not a big jewelry person <laughs> at <Okay>. all. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, well, okay. You know, I'll just like come and then we can like go have lunch afterwards or whatever. I just wanted to like hang out with her and see her. And um, I was like, okay, you know, so we're in the jewelry shop and we're just like, you know, I'm just like looking at all this jewelry <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, what do you want? Like, what do you, know, what are we here for or whatever? And she was like, oh, you know, we're not here for anything. I'm just like, I'm just manifesting some new jewelry. Ma- wait. And I was like, she's just what? what? Manifesting? Yeah. She's Is that like the Netflix show? <laughs> I don't know if I, maybe. Oh. Do they have a manifest? I don't uh, There was a show called Manifest. It was like lost on a plane. It, oh, I've never seen it. Oh, so yeah. I, I apologize. It's if not I'm, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brent has yeah, three manifest tattoos. <laughs> okay. So she says she's manifesting and you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And I've never really heard of that term before mm-hmm. at all. And she was like, you know, I'm just like, um, I'm just like putting myself you know, in this energy and, um, you know, in this, in this situation, uh, to normalize it, um, for myself. And she's like, it's basically just like a game. That's what, that's what she said. She says a game. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, well, I want to play. <laughs> Cause I'm like, <laughs> I like games. <laughs> and like now hindsight knowing like my human design is innocence. And so I'm very much like any, any kind of game play, like childlike wonder is like me. That's, that's who I am. Um, so yeah. So I was like, I want to play. I want to, I want to manifest things. And she was like, okay, cool. And like, so she like, she was like talking to me more about it. And, um, so I was like, okay, like, what can I, what can I manifest? Like, what do I well, want? What, what briefly, how did she explain it kind of briefly, just like in a two sentence, three sentence way? Like what is manifesting as you understood it at the time? I mean, basically just that she's like, it's just a game and it's like, it's like, it's a mindset thing. And you just, you know, uh, and this is very like, you know, I, I understand manifestation very, very differently now, but like, it's basically like, just like, really setting an intention of mm-hmm. like what you want. And then obviously like law of attraction, um, at, like attracting, attracting what you want <laughs> basically is how she explained can you, it. <laughs> can you manifest for like things to go away? Like if I manifested, do you think Brent would leave? 
Um, no, I think oh. I'll tell you why. Is uh, why? Because that's focusing on what you don't want. You don't want him there. Um, so that that's correct. Negation. Yeah. So you need to, it, a better way to do it was like your intention would be, um, I intend to be alone. I desire to be alone or okay. by myself. So it's, it's like, I, I love that uh, it's the positive, really yes. basic way to say it, but it's the positive. It's not like I need this to stop. It's I want this to start. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. All mm-hmm. right. So you, you, it's like a game. You learn more about it. Game. Yeah. And, I learn a little bit more about it and, and I'm like, okay, what yeah. do I want? What do I, what do I want in my life? And at the time I wanted a new car. Um, I Did you try going car. on the prices, right? Uh, <laughs> No, that would have, I mean, that would have been one way to do it. Okay, just just asking, just asking. <laughs> yeah. And you win a new car. <laughs> oh, man, talk about it. All right, so you, you you wanted a new car. Tell us more. I wanted a new car. I didn't need a new car. That's the other thing about manifesting is like you, it, um, you, you want, you manifest the best when you're coming from a place of desire um, and not need. So I didn't need a new car. My car was fine, but I just wanted a new car because the the one that I had, I had a Nissan Rogue and it was just like really loud. Um, the engine was super loud. Um, <laughs> there was this like rattling. I don't, I, I could not for the life of me, like ever figure out where it was coming from. But it was just like, there was a constant rattling and I'm just like annoyed by that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm annoyed sure. by any kind of like rattling when I, when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's rattling and I was like, okay, I got it. I want a new car. And again, so this is 2021. Um, this is during the, the height or kind of like the start of the um, new car shortage because of, you know, obviously because of COVID and like, you know, some sort of like, chip or I don't, I don't really even remember what it was right. but like there were like hardly any new cars um to be had because of um you know because of this like electronic chip that was obviously um in shortage because of covid um uh, but I'm like I'm gonna get a new car <laughs> so I kind of narrowed it down between the Kia Telluride and the Hyundai Palisade mm-hmm. and um I just remember going when uh, on my way to look at the Kia. Um, I, we stopped by Chick Fil A. I'm with my son. It's I think it's like um, it was a day off of school. I forget which holiday. It well, was. it certainly anyway, wasn't so a there. Sunday. Yeah, and then it was right. It was yeah. definitely not a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I'm in the Chick Fil A parking lot. Um, we'd just gotten our food and we're, we're backing out of the parking spot and I just like, it's just like crash. And I just like, you know, you hear, I don't, have you, have you been in a car accident? Unfortunately before? I have. Yes. Yeah. There, you know, it's, it's that sound. It's like, there's no other sound like that. And you just like, you know, when you hear it, you just know immediately what it is. And right. So, were um, you and your and son Okay. Yes, we okay, were good. fine. This was like, it was basically like I was backing out of the parking spot. This this minivan was backing out of his parking spot. And we just, we just, you know, kind of ran into each other. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so this is like on my way to look at this new car. <laughs> and my car gets 
you know, gets hit. And I'm just like, wow, that's kind of like, what, what is going on here? Like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I call my husband <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, um, I just get hit in the Chick-fil-A parking lot. <laughs> Can you just leave this like, poor guy alone for like, Two I know, minutes. I'm like always just like calling him. Yeah. Like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we, we are happily married. We're getting ready to celebrate oh, our 12th. 12, I, I didn't mean to imply that. I, I was just joking. This yeah. guy is so nice and you just keep telling him horrible things. <laughs> At least during this sad times episode. Right, right. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of wonderful things that I often tell him. Congratulations on, on coming up on 12 years, by the way. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm like, I really still want to go look at this, at this Kia. And he was like, uh, okay. He's like, but don't let him see your car. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we go and we look at the Kia and I test drive it. And right off the bat, one of the features that she tells me about is the 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 backup camera. <laughs> And how great it is because uh-huh. it like apparently has all these sensors that like let you know like if something's coming, you know, from oncoming traffic or like whatever. And I was like, well, that sure as shit would have been nice to have about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, Kia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so I test drive it. I really like it. Um and then I noticed, like, we're talking afterwards, and I noticed on the sticker price, there's, like, a markup. Um, it's, like, marked up from the MSRP, um, $10,000. And $10, I was like, oh, like, what? Yeah, $10,000 markup. <laughs> and I that was sounds like, like a pretty good backup camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? And I was like, what's this about? And she was like, oh, she's like, that's just, um, you know, the car's just really in high demand and, you know, there's not a lot of them. So I forget, I, I wish I could remember like the word that she used, like what, you know, what it was. Cause it was basically just like, we're just screwing you, but it, you know, it was like a, <laughs> a was nice the word way fuck? to say that. Was the word fuck yeah. you? Yeah. We're just sort of like, fuck you over. Yeah. <laughs> And I was, and and she was like, I just remember her asking me, "Are you okay with that?" And I was just like, uh, "No, I am not okay with that." Right. <laughs> I was like, "I'm not paying ten thousand dollars over MSRP for something that's gonna um, depreciate as soon as I drive it off the lot." Like exactly. that's insane. Like I'm not uh, definitely not doing that. Um. So yeah. So I kind of leave there. And I'm so that kind of like, you know, because she tells me that all the Kia dealerships are doing this, right? She's like, well, everybody's doing it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not getting a Kia. <laughs> so, um, so I just remember um, driving and like calling um, all of the um, Hyundai dealerships to see you know, if they had the Palisade that I wanted, cause I wanted the limited edition or the, like the limited trim, um, white with beige interior. That's what I wanted. Um, that was what, you know, this is, this is what I was manifesting. Yep. And so uh, every dealership that I call, they're like, no, you know, we don't have any, or we, you know, we have a, we have a SE version or, or a black. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. 
it's got to be white. This is what it, this is what I want. Um, so I call this one dealership and they're like, actually, let me make a few phone calls. Cause we have some, we have a, a boat coming in with some on it. And like, let me just like check. And I was like, okay. And I literally said to him, like, if it's meant to be, then it'll be. And the guy's name is Mike. I still remember. I was like, all right, Mike. <laughs> I was like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay. And he calls me back like five minutes later. He's like, okay, Miss Hanson, we do have um, a white Hyundai Palisade, limited, uh, the limited trim with a beige interior. Uh, it'll be here in like four weeks. It's on its way. It's on the boat now. Wow. And I was like, that's amazing. I was like, perfect. Because in my mind, I'm thinking I still have to get my car fixed, my Nissan. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the back yeah. of it, like, you know, whatever. So yeah, so it's all like, I'm like, okay, this is great. Like, it's all working out. Um, And I go down to like test drive, um, just another Palisade, not the, obviously not the one that I got, but um, I test drive it. And the guy is like, super nice. And I just remember asking him the very first question, I was like, um, are you marking up the price of this car? I was like, because I don't want to pay over MSRP. Right. And he was like, no, ma'am, we, we won't be marking up the price. Uh, we don't believe in, in doing that, you know, to our customers. And I was like, awesome. I was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate Dude, that. <laughs> I'm on team Mike. Mike seems like a nice yeah. guy. Yes. And so, yeah, so I, I, um, I get my car fixed. They mm-hmm. do a great job. Um, and we go down there and, um, they're like, okay, you know, everything's going so smoothly. And he's like, okay, you know, we're just going to run Carfax on your car, you know, on my Nissan. And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> I like, I really hope that that's <laughs> not on there. Um, and then they come back and he's, uh, and he's like, uh, Miss Hanson, are you, uh, have you been in a car accident recently? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, it was just like this little, you know, rear end thing in a, in a parking lot. Um, and he's like, um, really? He's like, that's not what the car fact is saying. You know, he's like saying that it was totaled. And I'm like, what? I was like, no, that's not right. And so like, you know, of course they show him the pictures from, you know, from the accident. And I'm like, this is what it was. Like, right. how can I dispute this? And he's like, oh, okay. You know, no big deal. It's like, sometimes this happens, you know, they, they you know, they enter in wrong information. I don't even know how, you know, I think the car it. Fox did it. Yeah. It was a fucking Fox. Fuck that Fox, man. <laughs> yeah. He can go work for Kia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, it all worked out. They ended up giving us more than what we even had planned on, um, for my Nissan even though it had been an accident, they, they gave us more because um, they needed used cars, right? Because there were sure. no new cars. So everybody was buying used cars. So they needed used cars. So they gave us um, an amazing amount of money for my Nissan. I got my Palisade. It was brand new, fresh off the boat. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just perfect. And I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, I'm... Like I am down with this whole manifesting thing. And so, yeah, I've been doing, I've just been like doing that ever since. And now like I just manifest like daily, like just like small things. Like I, it's so funny. Um, now my husband knows that anytime we go somewhere 
you know, I'm obviously going to manifest like the best parking spot. <laughs> Cause like I manifest parking spots like all the time. And uh-huh. I mean, it'll just happen. Like we'll, we'll pull in, we'll pull in and the lot will be like completely full, like say at a restaurant or something. And I'll just be like, okay, just wait. And like, we'll wait for like three seconds and then a car will, will back out. <laughs> Man. Well, it, and it, yeah. So let me ask you another thing that you, you mentioned earlier, just in passing, you mentioned human design. Oh yes. Yes. Tell me just a real quick, what is that? What do you mean by that? Okay. So anybody who's listening, you can run your human design chart. Um, if you go and you can do this for free, you can go to like myhumandesign.com or like genetic matrix or um, Jovian archive. There's like, a, if you just Google human design, like it'll pop up um, where you can get your chart and you basically just enter in your birth time, your birth, uh, where, like where the location, the city and state and the, um, the date, obviously. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So your birthday, your birth time and the location. And how, sp- how exact does on, your birth time need to be? Does it need to be like, like, um, you- I mean, the more exact, the better. Okay. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so human design is just like, um, basically an energetic blueprint of like of of how you're meant to like energetically be in the world like it's it's a great um like uh self-discovery tool um that's that's kind of how i use it (laughs) um because it it really helps you understand you know your unique energy how to like how you best make decisions um like how how you get things done um and then like you can go like super super deep into it just you know because it's it's kind of like astrology where you know it's got like you know planets and certain gates and obviously those those mean certain things and so it's just it's just a it's just a tool it's just yeah. um it's just a a tool to to help you learn more about yourself um and yeah, so I study, I've, I've been studying that for like two and a half years now and it's literally changed my life. Um, just knowing like what I am and knowing like what my husband and my son are and I can, uh, like I help my clients, uh, like I run their charts and I help them, um, you know, so it's just, it's, it's, it's a really, really incredible tool. Awesome. Yeah. And you said clients, I, I want to close by just telling a little story, uh, about, Last summer, I was in the middle of kind of packing up my house uh, in Tennessee to move back here to Chicago. And um, you and I had spoken a little bit on Facebook, uh, the messenger thing. And you were kind enough to offer me basically a class uh, over Zoom of uh, basically deep breathing. Uh, Is that that breath work? work. Thank you. And um, it was about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. and I, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I was, I, but then you got me crying. Um, so it was like, it, it was like I was watching the end of Terms of Endearment. Not really. I didn't <laughs> cry that hard, but it was a really wonderful experience to just be present in the moment and, and, and work on that. So is there anything else you want to say about that type of work or, or anything before, you know, we go? Um, gosh, I feel like that could just be like 
or we can two. put yeah, it could be a part <laughs> <or> two, <laughs> or we could put links and stuff too uh, in the show notes that we can have in there yeah. for anybody who's, yeah, who's interested. Yeah. So I, I got and I ended up getting certified as a breathwork facilitator. Um. So yeah, I do. I I offer I, I do breathwork with my clients, which is an amazing way to just kind of get into the body. Mm-hmm. Um. And and it like people always say like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't meditate. I can't shut the, you know, the voice off in my head, you know, long enough to like meditate, but that's actually not the point of meditation, but breath work is like, um, meditation for active people or people that have active minds who think they can't meditate because you're, you're literally just breathing, which obviously everyone can do. <laughs> I haven't met a person who couldn't breathe <laughs> and <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're just allowing yourself to just kind of drop in to the body and, um, you know, feel, feel whatever you need to feel at the moment. Awesome. Yeah. And you know, in going into it, there were some similarities to what you and I did on that call to some of the stuff that I did way back in the day when studying voice and movement and theater and stuff, you know, with the breath work mm-hmm. and the, and all of that. So, you know, yeah. um, it, so Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and, and I'm so happy that you, this is not a joke that you were able to come through that horrible Christmas experience. And, you know, as I said before, you just, show what a sterling mom you are. And, and, and that is just a tribute to, to how amazing your mother must have been. Um, is there anything else that you just one last thing that you would like to impart on anybody before we, we close? Um, yeah, I would just, I mean, I would just like to say, because obviously we all have sad times. We've all experienced that in our lives, every single person on this planet. And, um, I truly believe that you don't have the problem without the solution already being there. Like it's almost like the solution is created first and the problem is only there so that you can find the solution. Gotcha. And for me, with these specific sad times that we talked about today, they were sad, but there's also been a lot of gifts that have come out of them. Um, and I think that if you're able to um, look for those, that it can it can just be a very empowering um, experience you can turn, you know, the sadness can be turned into the gift. So I think that's great. Um, and I think that's really, really has, is really poetic, really. It's really beautiful. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you're right. Everybody has sad times, all of us, except for maybe Brent, uh, cause he doesn't <laughs> have to hang out with Brent. But, um, anyway, uh, you know, Anybody who is listening to this and is interested in coming on, I, I said it very briefly earlier, please email sadtimeskc, that's K as in king, C as in cat, at gmail.com, and uh, we can let you know how it works and, and have you on. And, of course, 
please follow and subscribe uh, wherever you do get the podcast. And if you feel like writing a five-star review, I won't stop you. I'd appreciate it. So uh, check out Sad Times wherever you get your podcasts because you already are. You're listening to this. And I'll end with the same thing I always end with is just remember that there is always room for kindness and grace no matter the situation. And it it might be most beneficial to remember that when you are um, – dealing with yourself and being kind and giving yourself a little more grace than maybe you would, it goes a long way. So just remember, there's always room for kindness and grace. Thank you so much for listening to Sad Times, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.